Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Do you think that other states and territories perceive Queensland as being behind or backward or more conservative than the rest of the country? I wouldn't think of anything worse than a pat on the back from the ScoMo. I would, you know, I'd rather eat a raw onion. Brandy lashes out. Yes. Anastasia off the rails. (laughs) Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Once again. I always think that you're going to say something. I don't know what but I shouldn't. I don't. You look just at decided me that longingly. Like, well, it's because I don't know what to look at. Eagerly awaiting something, just absolutely anything to come out of my mouth, and I'm well, always unprepared <laughs> to say. I, I can't say something funny about that. Well, see, usually we're talking to each other, but this one I'm like directly. I'm not welcoming you, so I'm just like, do I look at her? Hannah, welcome back. <laughs> well, welcome back, Hannah. Um, today. Today. We are talking about politics. We every day we talk about every day we talk about politics. most days. We today are going to be talking about a an episode about some current events. Yes, the current events. I mean, this will be coming out in a few days, so we may be lagging a little bit in yes. a couple of areas. Yep. We are recording this on Saturday, the third of July. Yes, and it should be coming out on Wednesday, the something of July. Yep. I don't know what day it is. Yeah, or Tuesday add. night yeah, if man. you're on Spotify. You're very us. quick, very yep. speedy, very loyal. <laughs> exactly. The most loyal. Shout out. Listen, listen on Tuesday. Um, and we're going to talk about the vaccine bungle. I hate Clot that they're calling it a bungle. bungle. And everyone's calling it the bungle. It's just that. the attached term. Yeah. Bungle. I don't think tragedy. It's exactly. It's not. He hasn't done enough to bungle it. No, it's it's just horrifying. Exactly. Just absolute fail, I would say. Yeah. Bungle. Vaccine fail. Bungle just sounds, it's such an Australian, I don't I don't like it. It's just like a fun, like, oops, a bungle. Yeah, it's, it's like not, you accidentally tripped over, yeah. but didn't fall. I don't actually know the definition of the word bungle. But I think it's like I, mess up. I think that when you think of these terms in like a spectrum, yeah. bungle's not it in terms no. of what's actually happened. No. Yeah. It's, in my mind, it's just like to have a bungle, you have to have actually started doing something. Yeah. Whoopsie. I just feel, don't believe me. He's not done enough. Yeah. It's not a whoopsie. It's not a whoopsie. No. It's like a... The vaccine whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Clot Morrison. <laughs> Clot. Because I, I, I think part of it that really riled us has been a lot of the responses to particular premiers, Labour premiers especially, mm-hmm. um, and this week we've seen some drama with Anastasia Palaszczuk mm-hmm. between Anastasia Palaszczuk and Scott Morrison. Um, we haven't seen anything between Gladys and Scott. Actually, no, Gladys tried to like get, Gladys to get a bit fired up during the week at some point about the vaccine. Um, but I've absolutely resented the public backlash from around the country towards Anastasia. And something we were speaking about, I don't, this is, I'm not sure if this is too early to sort of chime into this sort of um, topic, but we're thinking about the public perception, the Australian perception of Queensland as a state. And one of the questions I put out on a poll on our Instagram this week was um, asking, like, do you think that other states and territories perceive Queensland as being behind or backward or more conservative than the rest of the country? Now, at the moment, we have an 84% yes. Wow. And a 16% no. Right. Okay, that's high. That's high, right? And I think I knew it. Coming from New South Wales, I knew the way that we perceived Queensland. And there's, I, I thought I wanted to ask people why, as a Queenslander or from elsewhere in the country, they thought this about Queensland, whether that be yes or no. Mm-hmm. The majority of the answer, obviously, which is pretty predictable, came back to that the most conservative politicians in the country usually come from Queensland. Yeah. So we had a lot of responses about 
Pauline about Bob Catter. Clive Fraser Palmer. Anning is Queensland, I believe. Oh, God. God, we've really got them all. Like that, That's yeah. absolutely true. But I also think that part of it was there was a lot of reference to far north Queensland and how we are an extremely rural, regional state. But the thing I think that's interesting about that is we actually, like our population density, there's not that many people in the regions. No, and people forget that. It's just because it's a very large space. It is. But then even then, Northern Territory is way more rural than mm. Queensland. Yes, but I, I don't think about I it think in that, that way. I don't think people think about the Northern Territory that often, though. I was actually thinking about this when you put up that poll and I voted. Make sure you vote <laughs> at Cheek Media Co. on Instagram. Um, I actually thought people think this of Queensland and they don't even think about Northern Territory. I think it's more an Eastern yeah. side thing yeah. where it's really just um, Victoria and New South Wales and even South Australia thinking poorly of Queensland. Yeah. Whereas I think that Western Australia and Northern Territory and Tassie don't really even, they're, too they're far, not like, really considered. Kind of too far away. Yeah. yeah. I guess even though we share a border with the NT, um, there's not really like, it's very hard for me to follow what's going on there in the news. Like, I don't know. I heard about, you know, Darwin yep. lockdowns, obviously, yep. but apart from that, I'm like, when is the last time I heard about the NT in the news. Yeah. And I think there's a very specific narrative and sort of discussion going on around Dan Andrews, Anastasia and Gladys. And I think that the the pitting of Anastasia against Gladys has really put Queensland on the map as well. Like yep. There's a lot of discussion about these three politicians that sort of make up, which, because the population density of the three states makes up the majority of the country. Yes. So I think that's probably part of the reason too. Yeah. And that we share a border with New South Wales that has been closed State multiple of times. origin. Like, oh, yeah. kill Don't me. <laughs> Spare me. I just don't Spare care. Me. Spare me. Spare me. Um, the, w- I've just thought of when you were mentioning Gladys and ScoMo, one thing that Gladys did do is when she didn't lock down the state when people – or she didn't lock down Sydney when people then said that she should have, yep. she got a bit of a pat on the back from ScoMo and who said, great call, Gladys. I couldn't think of anything worse <laughs> than a pat on the back from ScoMo. I would – you know, I'd rather eat a raw onion, Tony Abbott, than get a pat on the back from Scott Clot Morrison. <laughs> Clot Morrison. Oh, yucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. Can we read some of the little responses? Yes. It's actually quite a few. Um, mm-hmm. But I think actually someone said the Murdoch, Murdoch media owns ninety percent of our newspapers here, and we usually vote conservatively. Don't now, think it's quite ninety. It's but a lot. It's a very big percentage. Part of it for me is also that we don't really have that many newspapers or media stationed here. Not an. No. No. Like, I think that New South Wales and Victoria have the majority of media. Mm-hmm. Um, we literally have our primary. I feel our primary news source is Courier Mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a reason <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people saying, like, conservatives are louder here. There's a lot of sort of commentary around just the general vibe. And I think it's the stereotyping of these particular politicians and what, mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, they've gotten voted in. Yeah. But it's interesting to me because we are very much a Labor voting state at mm. state government level. Like, Anastasia Palaszczuk is entering her third term. It's a strong Labor it's a government. a strong Labor government. But... Then, and I thought this was one of the other really interesting responses we got on the poll was that someone said, and I forgot this altogether, at the last federal election, Queensland was practically blamed for the re-election of the Liberal Party. Yeah. So it's interesting that at a state level, Queensland votes Labor pretty consistently. Mm -hmm. And then at a federal level, we go more Liberal. Why is that? I have no idea. It's really bizarre. It actually will upset me if I get into it too. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I actually thought about this and I think I wrote an article about it as well, um, which I'll link if I did in fact write it. 
Kevin Rudd, when he started talking about the Murdoch Royal Commission, was saying that specifically Queensland, he was talking specifically about Queensland and how much media uh, Murdoch-owned media we have here. And he was saying, you know, that's why Labor never gets any traction. That's the mm. kind of thing he was saying, not verbatim. And I was like, but we have a state, we have a Labor state government, yeah. so that doesn't really make any sense that you're saying that. Yes. I just thought it could have been a stronger argument from his behalf because I agree with him that we should we need the commission and blah blah but I just thought like that's not that convincing and then it is actually very mysterious that we do that I think I love that Queensland could be mysterious mysterious (laughs) perhaps perhaps people put the more um radical right wingers as their number one preference Mm. and then their second preference goes to the libs yep Maybe it's like a flow-on effect. That's why it happens in federal. Yeah. I don't know. It's really interesting. Like when I was moving to Queensland to start uni, when I was moving to Brisbane, um, a lot of the commentary was like, ha you're going to the Pauline state. Like there was a lot of commentary and jokes made about that. And right. even still from friends, like they'll occasionally message me and be like, how's Clive Palmer? Or like, mm-hmm. there's just lots of jokes that are made. Like that's just the public perception. And I think it's because, is it maybe because, you know, that's the primary news that comes out of Queensland. There's not, I feel that I love it here, but I feel like there's there's not often that much going on. You know what I mean? In terms of newsworthy content, these people define what's in our papers and what's spread to the other states. Interesting. Because I don't feel that they're actually in the news that much. But that could just be something to do with the type of media I consume. But think about the past two decades. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe, you know, Palmer's kind of, who cares? Yeah. But over the last decade or so, like Pauline has been everywhere yeah like and she's always been the like the pin-up for conservative leadership yeah. yeah and i guess in like a progressive like pocket that is brisbane i don't really think when i think about pauline hansen i don't really attach her to queensland very mm-hmm. often um obviously like when i really think about it it's very uh, that's setting. really interesting. You don't attach Pauline Hanson to Queensland, but that's because you live in Queensland. Exactly. But uh, as someone coming from New South Wales, like that's just the overarching thought. That's what I was thinking. The automatic attachment. Yeah. Because most of this like Queensland is like the the poor cousin or they said that we were the Texas of Australia in the la- in the last federal election. Horrific. <laughs> no <laughs> but offense. also I couldn't help but laugh. Like I was because it, it was so upsetting that, in fact, we looked like we were the state that defined the fact that the Liberals were re-elected. Yeah. And yet, like, I was just like, they're right. They're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, when you look at the polling data, yes. But then I think about our lockdowns and mm. our Anastasia's response to COVID, and I think that she's been the best. It's out of all the... No, maybe not. I don't think she beats WA necessarily, but I yeah. think that our lockdowns have been short and sharp and effective mm. each time. Short and sharp. Short and sharp. Yeah. Queensland <laughs> is good to go. Yeah. Football emoji or some shit. <laughs> Anastasia. I love this alliteration. Um, well, the... Yeah. I mean, the thing that really confused me is so the press conference a couple of days ago mm. the infamous one where she in quotes snapped at a journalist do you want to do you want to role play it like okay yeah what, what's, your, what's your name <laughs> so this woman started talking and you honestly like when you i was listening to the the um live stream mm. and you couldn't really hear the journalist very much because the mic supported at the premiere her question was essentially related she referred to what something that had been done by the government as a pr stunt yes she yeah. said basically 
her question was, what's with that PR stunt you pulled yesterday? And Anastasia said, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't seen you in here before. What's your name? And she said, Bianca, Bianca Stone from Sunrise, the show that you're on this morning. Yes, I thought that was, ooh, yeah. feisty. Right? I know. And I then I thought, like, did, did the premiere mean that was rude? Because that was really rude. I didn't know it's if like, she meant the initial Sunrise, question. the second most watched breakfast show <laughs> in the country. David Kosh, heard have it. you heard of him? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, she, she didn't know what your name was. She no, didn't she, say, can you please explain I mean, what Sunrise is? I mean, it was pretty is. snappy. Yeah. I, like... I'm surprised she got as minimal backlash as she did. I thought it was hilarious to Bianca. watch. No, Anastasia. Premier. I thought it was hilarious to watch. I wasn't yeah. personally bothered by the fact that she snapped because, quite frankly, People hate the media, so. I would snap. Yeah. If I was Anastasia, I would snap. Honestly, she did it in a fairly – do you watch the video? Yeah. She did it in a fairly polite way, to be honest. Yeah, like, she was like, you're being rude. I didn't think, I didn't think she snapped. I think she was like more like – you know, this is my press conference and that's not... I think the thing for me that I just didn't like is that she was asking a question and I thought that the fact that she came back with like, sorry, I don't know your name. What's your name? Was like one of those remarks where it can't be exploded that much as being rude, but you know. You know. Really? It. That's what I think. I actually didn't think that because she knew all of their other, all of the other people's names. Oh, like she I was saying, know. oh yes, like Trevor, I'll take a question from you. Well, actually, you know what? If it was a man that did what she did, would we be talking about it as much? I think that – oh, well, like, think the about – The world the, wouldn't, but I would be more annoyed. What was the meme last year that was made? It was all over TikTok where it was, like – it was Scott Morrison at the press conference, and he was like, sorry, sorry, it was an Andrew. You'll just have to wait. Like, oh, and yes. There was a whole yes, meme about that. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Whereas when Anastasia did it, it was like, premier lashes <laughs> out. Yes. Anastasia <laughs> off the rails. Like, <laughs> But again, that's Murdoch media. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But then that's part of it is like, I thought, tee spicy. Yeah. And then I moved about my day, whereas news.com today was like, how dare she? Yeah, exactly. Bianca tweeting, tweeting, yes. tweeting. Yeah. Like, I mean, fair enough. I would tweet if I was Bianca. Well, I thought it was when I watched it, like I was saying, I was watching the live stream mm. live and I was just like, oh. Oh, yeah, you just messaged me. Oh my god, <laughs> did you but see then, that? But then the chief health officer, uh, Jeanette Young, also kind of did something a bit sassy. I can't mm. remember what she did now. Oh no, that's right. She said because someone was saying something about the, um, which again is like fear mongering, which I don't like. Um, one of the journalists said something about like, well, if AstraZeneca is not good enough for under 40s, why is it good enough for, for over 40s kind of thing? And she was just like, well, they're not dying, basically. Mm. Um, she's like, you know, it might cause something, but it, they're not going to die. Yeah. And she like said it a little bit snappily as well. Yeah. And so I thought like in the context, I was just like, this is a really scrappy press conference. Yeah. Like the media are not, the problem that I had, and I actually like said this to someone on Facebook. Uh, like in a comment, I said, it's really unprofessional the way that the media acted in this sense. And also I just, it really bothers me that the media, you know, they have every right to hold, you know, the government to account, blah, blah, blah. That's one of the reasons we have the media. Yeah. And it's a privilege to be able to have a body that is like asking those questions. It's not just like, you know, farming out propaganda from the government. However, the... AstraZeneca fears have been created and perpetuated by that same media. Yeah. And the other thing is Australians voted in Labor by a fucking landslide just months ago, six months, eight, nine months ago. Um, <laughs> it after feels like COVID. <laughs> it feels like just the other day. After COVID and after the Labor government took very strict measures. Yep. So obviously 
we as a state are happy with that kind of approach. Mm. Am I saying that we love being in lockdown every couple of months? No, but we are happy with the approach that was taken. So I just don't understand, like, like where do you actually get off that? I don't believe for a second that they were just saying, well, we just want to ask the questions that Queenslanders want to know. Like, you're not actually doing no. that at all. I don't... You're getting a headline. Exactly. You're getting a headline. You just want to make it fast. You want to see how far you can push it before one of them snaps at you. Yep. And, like, two two of them did. Yeah. Um, none of them snapped at the Deputy Premier, who was a man, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so... Scott Morrison's four-phase plan to get us out of COVID. I actually forgot about this. Okay. Dear Clot. Dear Clot. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I actually could not fucking believe this. First of all, he disappeared for four days. He was nowhere. He was actually in quarantine. But he wasn't even tweeting. So No, that's what part of it. Sorry, when I said he was in quarantine, that wasn't me being like, Kristen. An excuse. Do you think I would ever defend Squat Morrison. <laughs> so, last Monday they had national cabinet meeting. On Monday night, Scott Morrison addressed the nation, looking worse for wear. <laughs> I may point out. <laughs> Is this when he suggested? I believe that AstraZeneca. If you were under forty, you could go and get AstraZeneca in consultation with your GP, which was. I'm quite sure, but he also. Um that indemnity thing. So he released GPs from the responsibility of anything happening to patients who get AstraZeneca. Quite stressful to me. Personally, I find that a stressful... It's very chaotic. It's quite chaotic energy. Now, now, I don't want to get into the morals around if you're under 40 and you're going to get AstraZeneca or not, because I think that, you know, based on your personal risk, your personal health history, there's a lot of different complex messaging and it's a difficult discussion to be had. If you're going to get it, good for you. I support you. Excellent. Get the jab. Yeah. If you're not, I totally understand why. Yeah. Also, we're not qualified, which is the point. That's that's actually exactly the point. (laughs) Yes. Because the point isn't whether we think you or should or shouldn't as an under 40 be getting AstraZeneca. The discussion is around the haywire commentary that Scott Morrison has just gone out against other health advice and this completely inconsistent messaging Mm -hmm. between federal and state governments. Yes. And completely ignoring the rollout plan. Yes. There was a plan. I like plans and it personally bothers me. But that aside, he has put like, oh, I just made me sorry. so Okay. So there were only a certain amount of demographic groups. I believe it's 40 was the youngest you could be unless you have an underlying health condition or you work in a hospital or whatever yeah. it was. But then he just went up there and said, actually, free for all. Anyone can get it. Off you go. And it's like, well, that's not. That's not the plan. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think it's just really frustrating for the premiers. I I would be just so infuriated by the fact that it's their responsibility to get the jab. Now, to get the vaccines imported into the country, they've completely failed. And then they've just completely provided this just complex messaging that doesn't make any sense to anyone. Mm -hmm. And the health advice is changing hourly. Mm -hmm. And you've got health officers, chief health officers, premiers, and prime ministers providing different information in the same day. Exactly. And we and there's not even enough vaccines. Can you imagine? Like, you know what? To all you GP receptionists out there, I am so sorry. <laughs> I can't even imagine what you've been through the past week. Yeah. Like, just the chaos that it would cause, and especially in considering, like, despite the indemnity 
aspect of it. How stressful would it be as a practitioner saying yes or no to someone getting the vaccine? Exactly. It really stresses me out. And people have been saying no. I'm incredibly pro-vax, but what I'm not pro is governments giving completely uninformed and just like not uninformed, just unclear messaging to the public. Yeah, because but the, it might it might have been uninformed. We have no idea. Australia needs clear direction. Yeah, unanimous, consistent. That's I don't think that's a hard ask. No, in a fucking global pandemic, I do not think that's difficult. The US has done it. Mm. Oh, that's so sad to me. I know they're like ninety two percent. I was reading it was like ninety two out of a hundred people in the US, like basically on the stats, are vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And we're at two, I think, out of 100. Um, we are c- creeping close to 7%, I believe. Fully. But then other sources say we're getting close to 5%. So I think it really depends on, like, the second dose. And, like, you get the second dose, but then you're not fully vaccinated until two weeks past that. Mm. So I'm really not sure. It's very unclear. So... Norman Swan went on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and this was a bit of iffy reporting. I wasn't ready to sort of clear cut it at that point, but he went on a podcast and was talking about he'd heard from various sources that the government had met with Pfizer in July of 2020, mm. and they had offered them 40 million doses, and the government declined. And I, I believe the reasoning was based on like a few cents per dose, like the pricing. Oh, my God. And they didn't want to back one at the time, I think. One I think they the wanted vaccines. I think they were more interested in AstraZeneca and Moderna and they didn't want they think they opted for ten million instead. Okay. Pfizer's. Yeah. And was it Anastasia Palaget in her press conference, how many days did she say we had left of the vaccine? We only had like a supply of like eight days left. Yeah, very short. Was- and obviously this has made people run off and get like booked in my other concern is that like if we're running out at this point how are people going to get their second dose in time well the latest health advice from the queensland chief health officer is that if you are due for your second dose go and get your second dose Mm. those are that's the priority that's the health advice from her is that we're prioritizing the second doses for Mm. az which is like whether you're over 40 or you're under 40 and you have, you know, one of the underlying health conditions or you work in whatever. But she said, we're prioritizing the second dose. And to me, I don't know if it's specifically said, but based on everything else that has been said, to me, that sounds like there aren't enough. Mm. And then also, I don't know what the flexibility is around, like how long you can wait between doses. But what if we run out of doses when people have had one shot and they can't get their second one. Yeah, that's... I believe that's the problem. Yes. I don't think it's been said I think that's the priority is what... Exactly. But it's very... Well, we may as well have, like, you know, say 10 people fully vaccinated. Yeah. Rather than, like, five people, like, half vaccinated, not knowing when they can get their next one. And then we're hearing from um, the, the Deputy Premier that the Commonwealth and the federal government have rejected our request for more vaccines. What the fuck? Anyway, the the four point, the four point plan one vaccinate. <laughs> it's only one part of phase one. Yeah, Is, phase one's multiple phases. We're not going to get phase one done for the next five years, by the sounds of things. He still thinks we can do it by the end of the year. Vaccinate the entire country. Yes. They've, they've they've scrapped their he projections. Said that, he said that. He still feels hopeful that Australian every Australian will have the chance to get vaccinated by the end of the year. The chance. I think that's because he can, so he can say, well, everyone's eligible eligible now, so why aren't you getting it? Oh, there aren't enough. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. That's the state's responsibility. What were you, you sent me an article this morning. Oh, Israel. Yeah. 
So Israel has a bunch of Pfizer. This is only according to one source on Twitter. Israel has a million Pfizer doses that are going to expire at the end of the month and they have not been able to send them to anyone yet. So that it's going to have to be thrown away. Apparently they tried to send them to the UK, but that didn't work out for whatever reason. So squat, why don't you call your best friend at Israel, in Israel. I know you love them so much. I'm not going to get into that. Listen to a few episodes back. We talked about Israel and Palestine. Um, Squat. 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 Sorry, for anyone who doesn't know squat, it's (laughs) S-Q-O-T-D, squat, as in QAnon Scott. Yeah, he was called that on Twitter and I'm obsessed with it. If anyone just wants like some fun on Twitter, just like, or some fun in your day, just go on Twitter any day. And and type in Scott. No, you just have to open it and then trending. Scotty must go. Scotty, a prime minister for photo ops, like Scott Morrison. Scotty from marketing, all of these new ones are so good. And it's just like the the first eight that come up. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. It is. It's, It's the one like satisfying part of my day it is i love it but yes so one part one i'm pretty sure it's one third of phase one is to vaccinate the next one is to stop people from coming in to the country i don't know how much they're cutting it by but the queensland premier suggested cutting it by 50 percent yes um, i think they i think they've agreed to do that that's what i thought yeah. but my concern there is like they're still we're still seeing from the stats that people are being approved for business but they're not like people are going there and back to, you know, wherever and coming back for business reasons. Yeah. But there are still Aussies stranded overseas who can't get flights back or they keep getting cancelled. It's You know what I think just disappoints me so much is that we've done, like, for the last year, we've gone above and beyond in terms of our lockdowns. And it's, like, been sort of the set standard for the world. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point... I think in WA they had one case and they went into a three-day lockdown and that was like international headlines. Like the New York Times reported like how crazy is this? They had one case and they went into a lockdown. I remember that. And we've done so well. Like we've done so well. We've had 30,000 cases nationally for the entire pandemic. Yeah. Don't you think that's just luck though? Like when I look back now, I'm like, that's that's because no one comes here. (laughs) I don't think that's luck at all. I think... I mean, for in terms of squat. Oh, the squat. Yeah, but... It's like, not about he, squat. It's about the premiers. Yes, but in terms of perception, when yes. he started, you know how his numbers were on the up after the Hawaii yes. and the bushfires? Um, he His numbers were up because people were like, he's managing it so well. Yeah. Like, that's because no one's coming here. That's exactly the point is that, like, I think my issue is that, you know, based on what the premiers have done mm. as shutting down the states and, like, really managing that day by day and putting in such a monumental yeah. effort. yeah. It's been amazing. Yes. And we were the gold standard for the world. Like, yes. look, at we're living normally. Yeah. And now all these movies are getting filmed here because they're like, I'll bring it to Australia, exactly. right? For the entire year, yeah. right? Um, Zach Efron was in New Farm the other day. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, that's irrelevant. And so was Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> in a parked the- car across the street. <laughs> with sunglasses on. But this, what's happening with the vaccine is humiliating now. It is very embarrassing. And the other thing that I think is like, yes, it's um, – I think that it is a bit of luck because we don't have that many, we don't have a heap of travellers to come mm. coming here anytime. The other positive, and just bear with me, the other thing that is, I guess not lucky, but it is a contributor, is that we have more Labour premiers slash chief, of, chief ministers yeah. than Liberal. And I don't want that to sound, I mean, I am not, I'm not a Liberal supporter, obviously, but I don't mean it in that 
all labor is just better. Yeah. Because what I mean what I mean is that for some God knows what reason, it's really annoying and really unfortunate. But the way that people are, have been handling the pandemic globally, including nationally, has been split down party lines. Mm. So you've got your conservatives that are all like very anti-lockdown yeah. and anti-measures, um, perhaps not as strict with mask wearing, things like that. And then we have the, lib- the Labor leaders who are, you know, the short and sharp lockdowns, getting it done quickly, border closures, and have been much more strict, which has meant that the virus has spread but less. It's also, it's funny because I think that the Liberals have this perception that like, oh, the economy, we must not shut down. Mm. Whereas our economy is so fundamentally better off with short and sharp lock, three-day lockdowns yeah. where we get things up and running back to speed faster. Like I just, exactly. I know it's difficult. It's incredibly difficult for some people, but I would certainly, and I think most people would agree, would prefer a three-day lockdown over a two-week lockdown like what New South Wales is experiencing right now. We have a three, we have, we have Brisbane, four mm. days, four-day lockdown. Yeah, what I think is that like I would much prefer a four-day lockdown where I'm just like confined to my house, like we're only living for essential purposes than what New South Wales are doing, which is like a gradual lockdown where like retail shops are still open. Mm. And they're still seeing like they had 30 cases yesterday. Like yeah. this is happening for a reason. Yeah. If you found us just totally relatable and quirky, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over until then. Bye. Goodbye. Ha, ha, ha.